is the Tactical Nutrition and Performance Podcast. I'm Susan Lopez, Tactical Dietitian, and I am here to help you elevate your performance through better nutrition programming, bridging the gap between knowledge and application to help support the athlete with no off-season. We are going to talk about everything from macros to stress to sleep and more. I will be bringing over a decade of nutrition know-how and experience and introducing you to experts in the tactical performance realm. If you are ready to take your health and performance to the next level and you need information that is relevant and right for you, then you are in the right place. Let's get the show started. Today, you guys are going to get a sneak peek inside the Tactical Nutrition and Performance Database. The progressive performance process is a method that we use inside the database to appropriately plan our training and nutrition calendar for the entire year to make sure that we are doing everything possible to enhance our performance, our readiness, our durability, and to optimize our health so that we can perform at much higher levels. Prioritizing your goals has to come early in the process so that we can make sure that we are using our time effectively. And I teach this method inside the database to make sure that the athletes who are utilizing the progressive performance process and periodization that they are getting the most bang for the buck, that they're not having to do any backwards work. They're not starting from point D when they should be starting from point A. We like to put organization, we like to make sense of everything. So the progressive performance process allows this to happen. It allows athletes to start self-managing their nutrition. And it's a really great introduction into nutrition periodization which is what we go into in the next lesson after this inside the database. So if you would like to learn more about nutrition periodization, make sure you check out the database. And I will also be hosting a free webinar in December that you can attend. The link is in the show notes. And in this webinar, I'm gonna be breaking down the process and talking more about nutrition periodization So make sure you jump on that and enjoy the episode. Let's talk about prioritizing goals during the progressive performance process. This is an important step to do before we actually lay out our periodized program. This step will help us to draw the roadmap for our programming based on the data that we collected during the self-assessment process. One of the common mistakes that I see athletes make is when we are running a training program, but their nutrition doesn't quite match up with the goal of that training program. Remember that an effective program, the training and nutrition should very closely support one another. The nutrition is supporting the internal environment that the training stimulus is going to do the work on. For instance, If we are attempting to run a hypertrophy program for lean muscle growth, this would not be an ideal time to run a calorie deficit. Typically, if we are wanting to run a hypertrophy program, which is usually characterized by high volume, 
Then we have athletes who are doing high volume but also running a pretty significant calorie deficit, we can start to see the detrimental effects of underfueling. So this is going to influence metabolism negatively. Inability to gain lean muscle, you may even see body fat loss be stalled out. And that's because we're trying to do too many things at one time, trying to build muscle, lose body fat, perform at your best, and that's not always going to happen all at once. Now, there are some individuals who have limited experience in training who have not even begun to touch their potential in terms of peak muscle mass, performance, whose training age is typically pretty young. And when we're talking about training age, we're not necessarily talking about age in years. What we're talking about is the amount of time that someone's actually spent under the bar. So when you have a low training age, you still have a lot of potential for performance and growth. As soon as a new lifter starts to apply stimulus, they're going to see changes in body composition and sometimes that happens even in the absence of solid nutrition programming. Now, this doesn't always mean that body fat loss is actually occurring in individuals like this. As they start to get those newbie gains and they're gaining lean muscle initially, this is going to lower their overall body fat to weight ratio. So they may not have actually lost any body fat at all. It's just changed uh, distribution-wise, it's changed their body composition. Another consideration is that when this increase in lean muscle happens, it's going to have an effect on someone's overall metabolic rate, especially if there's someone who's gone from being relatively sedentary to now having a pretty high physical activity level. In these instances, you might see increases in lean muscle mass coincide with decreases in body fat. However, in someone who has experience in the weight room, somebody who has a higher training age, somebody who has maybe been lifting for a good few years, who has some experience with managing their nutrition, they're gonna be much closer to their potential than somebody like we previously mentioned who may still need some time to get to that point. As you get closer to your potential, you're really going to need to be intentional about how you're laying things out. You're not gonna be able to play this mix and match game and think that you're still going to be able to see results. One, because you're really going to need to start emphasizing recovery, especially as a tactical athlete, this is important to make sure that you are increasing longevity and in order to increase durability. You're going to need to prioritize and organize your different training cycles. This isn't spaghetti. We don't want to just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. So how should training cycles and nutrition be managed together? So the answer that nobody likes to hear is it really depends on your individual training goals and on your individual current state of fitness. Recall that during the self-assessment phase, we looked at our biochemical data. We assessed our sleep, our current nutrition habits, our stress patterns, and our level of fitness. We need to use this as a set of clues to indicate 
where we might need to actually start off with our programming. Perhaps you have a goal of body fat loss. So your initial thought is to do what most people do and start in a calorie deficit. But this might actually not be the right way to start off. Especially if you're someone who has struggled with your weight for some time, if you're someone who has struggled with keeping your nutrition consistent, staying on track, you've maybe gone through some weight cycling frequently, meaning you've lost weight and then regained it, lost, regained, lost, regained, or you feel like you can't lose body fat no matter what you do, especially in the presence of stress, then a calorie deficit might not be a great idea. You might actually need to start by reestablishing a healthy metabolism. What does this mean? What it means is we need to work on improving your metabolism so that it will act more predictably if we decide we need to go into a calorie deficit. The metabolism is an incredibly adaptable mechanism within our body. And when we're talking about metabolism, we're talking about energy metabolism. So calories in, calories out, and all the processes that happen during the digestive process to help keep us alive. When you spend a significant amount of time in a calorie deficit or you've done things that have caused you to weight cycle or you're a cereal dieter, meaning that you diet over and over and over again without any breaks, then this can actually have the effect of lowering your metabolic rate in response to low energy availability. The amount of calories you have left over for normal body function once you've expended calories through physical activity. This can be a setup to a more severe problem that is often termed red S, relative energy deficit in sport. And this is often characterized by not only a lowered metabolism, but also issues with hormone profiles. In females, you can see it as issues with menstrual cycles. Uh, in males, this could look like lower testosterone. So we wanna think of your metabolism or the amount of calories you want to burn on a daily basis um, as a campfire, okay? If your metabolism has adapted down to a lower rate because you've had low calorie dieting history or low energy availability, that doesn't mean you have a slow metabolism or that your metabolism is broken. What it likely means is you just need to spend some time in maintenance calories to allow for that metabolic rate to come back up to its original baseline uh, or closer to where it's meant to be. So campfire. If you want to burn more calories, you want to keep your campfire burning hot, what do you need to do? You need to add logs to the fire. You need to add fuel. If you take away logs from the fire, what's going to happen to the fire? Your metabolism acts much the same way when you are creating low energy availability by eating less and exercising more. The metabolism will find ways to be more efficient with the minimal amount of calories that you're bringing in and oftentimes that means your metabolic rate or output will slow to conserve energy. So in this instance, you might actually want to start with lower volume programming, spending some time at maintenance uh, calories as an example to help restore your metabolic baseline. As energy levels improve, which is 
likely as your strength improves, sleep improves, nutrition improves, hunger returns or increases, then we can start moving into a deficit if that's necessary during some portion of your training cycle. There may be cycles where we're emphasizing more rest, recovery periods, where we might be emphasizing more technical or tactical training skills, um, or training cycles that are more heavily focused on mental preparation and cognitive performance. Along with your self-assessment clues, these things need to be taken into consideration. So when we get into the organize and periodize portion of the section, you'll need to also take into consideration any big annual events that are coming along during your year, whether that be a selection date, academy testing dates, holidays, vacation, uh, anything significant that is either a milestone or a potential disruptor to your annual training plan. As you're prioritizing, Think about what your ultimate outcome goal for the year should be, and then also create milestones that you would like to hit during your annual training cycle to help you achieve the ultimate goal for the year. And make sure that yes, you are creating SMART goals. Make it as specific as possible. Ambiguity often leads to indifference and it can be very difficult to stay motivated when our priorities, our priorities and our goals are not specific. Be ready to reevaluate your priorities and adjust your program, uh, your training and your nutrition needs as appropriate based on your response to different training stimuli and cycles. Even though we were are laying out an entire year during this process, remember that they should be fluid based on the result that you're getting at the end of every training cycle. And also as different life events pop up unexpectedly. Avoid doing too many things at once, especially if you are relatively new to training and programming in this manner. Focus on one specific task for a short amount of time can be much better than spinning your wheels on several tasks and not getting the results you want over the course of a year. As you advance in your knowledge and experience, programming in this manner, uh, as you gain more confidence, then you should be able to uh, exhibit more freedom in expanding your training and nutrition programming to more advanced levels, some that we're not going to cover in this particular section. So if I had to recommend something that's going to work best for the majority of you, I would say to start with maintenance calories, get your routines in place, make sure that your metabolism is working effectively, Work on some of those other indicators that you identified during the self-assessment process that need work, okay? Um, you know, make sure that your plan makes sense, okay? So whether that plan is weight gain, weight loss, a healthy metabolism, a predictable metabolism, uh, we need to make sure that we are prioritizing appropriately. And if you have questions about that, you can always drop them in the comment section below um, and I can help provide you some guidance if you feel a little bit lost. So for those of you who are extremely responsible people, think of it as um, a pre-cross-country road trip automobile inspection. Uh, checking the air in your tires, getting our fluids changed, checking the brake lines, all of those things that are necessary that we did in the self-assessment um, sort of process 
um, to ensure that we are going to be functioning our best uh, as we put miles behind us. Be responsible for yourself. No instant gratification. Play the long game. This prioritization, this self-assessment piece, these are pieces that many times athletes are missing and it can be a real time waster if you have to work backwards and figure out why your programming isn't working successfully for you. If you do these steps in the beginning, it's gonna save you a lot of heartache down the road. So make sure you really take these first few steps seriously. And there you have it, just a little information on prioritizing your goals. So remember, if you want to learn more, check out the link in the show notes. Join us for the Nutrition Periodization webinar, and then make sure you head over to the Tactical Nutrition and Performance Database and join our happy little family. See you next time, guys. Thank you.